Can Starbucks coffee <laughs> melt steel beams, though? That's the question, I think. Are you planting the how shoe did 9 11? How shoe did it? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of The Bituation Room. Thank you so much for being here, my little ear squirrels, because that's what you are now. I've decided you're going to be my little ear squirrels. I'm going to feed you nuts um, of my brain. Brain nuts. Uh, I'm Francesca Fiorentini. I am your host. Thank you again. Thanks for reviewing this podcast on iTunes, giving it five stars. It means a lot. Um, and if you're outside of this country, it still means a lot because apparently that's you leave a review and then the other Chileans can also see that oh, you yeah. like the podcast. So in Chile, I've got like, you know, 10,000 five star reviews, but you can't see that. Oh, right. So I'm big in Chile is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, that little comforting voice. Um, I'm sorry, that's right. <laughs> I interrupted your intro. How dare you? I'm sorry. That is the voice of Paco Romain. He is a comedian and a righteous white dude. That which is right. He told me to say. Yeah. He's very righteous. I'm outing him as being white. Um, he's been a campaign manager on uh, a number of local political campaigns in San Francisco throughout the years and in Michigan where he used to live. That's right. He also has a podcast called. Sup Doc. You got that right. Which is all about documentaries. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I've been on it. We talked about Michael Moore's last uh, Fahrenheit film. Fahrenheit 11.9. Fahrenheit 11.9. Yeah. And just what kind of a patchwork jigsaw type. So jigsaw. So jigsaw. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm doing well now. I feel like I'm doing well. Okay. Lots of therapy. Sun's out. Sun's uh, out, buns out. Buns out, yeah. It's Could you beautiful. please put your pants on? I will not. This mm-hmm. is my home. I yeah. will not put my pants on. Righteous I have, I have three, white dude. Yeah, see? Let me just mansplain all over this place. We are in Paco's home. Thank you for letting us use your home. You're it's beautiful here. Oh, thank you, buddy. We also have in the room Joshua Kahn, who is a 15-year facilitator and organizer for grassroots social movements, specifically in the climate justice movement. And he's currently the executive director of the Wildfire Project, which is this awesome collective that supports grassroots organizations and grassroots leadership um, coming into their own power, as Josh put it to me. Mm-hmm. How are you? So good. I'm, I'm a bit allergenic, so excuse the sniffles, but... Loving the sunshine. Although I've been so grateful for the rain in this, mm. just this year. We're like kind of out of the drought now. Feels nourishing. Yeah, fire out, water on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We're in California Nourished. for the rest of the country who's like, fuck. <laughs> it's almost in the low 50s. So it's cold here. It's cold and sunny. I'm like a little shivery even. Yeah. But that's probably taunting to everyone else who's actually cold. Yeah, like all my little ear, ear squirrels. Ear squirrels is Aww. actually a very difficult word to say. It's a, you picked real juror. Ear squirrel, yeah. Squirrel is just hard enough, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, getting a someone from uh, Latin America or someone who speaks Spanish natively to say squirrel is pretty right. much the funniest thing because it's a squirrel. 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 Yeah. It's like, how many R's are... Squirrel. All right. Well, we start off every episode of The Bituation Room the exact same way. Uh, No matter how good your life is going, no matter how amazing things are, no matter all the things you're hashtag grateful for, what are you bitching about today? Paco, what are you bitching about? The bees. The bees. The three bees. Biden. Bernie. Beto. Ooh, I, I was gonna. I thought I, I was gonna hear Bl- Bloomberg in there. Oh, no. I thought you were going for actual bees. Yeah, oh, they're dying. Oh, yeah. I wish. Now, I, can I change it? Yeah, I'm bitching about the bees, the birds, and the, and the bees. bees. Yeah, how come sex. no one told me? How come no one told me? I've been fucking bees this whole time. It stings. It hurts. No one should fuck a bee or a bird, unless it's a hummingbird. They're kind of cute. But no, I mean like Biden. Blah. Right? So I mean, blah. come on, dude. What are you doing? It's over. It, it's over. It's been Rick Overton for a while for him, you know? Like, it's over. It's under. <laughs> it's around. It's all the prepositions for Joe Biden. Uh, Uncle I Joe. 
I, from what I know, he has not actually announced his he has his race. But that's what he does. And he flirts. Candidacy. He that flirts. is going to be his campaign slogan: all the prepositions. All the prepositions. It's yeah, very compelling. Oh, I thought it was going to be he flirts. And like, also he yeah, flirts. Yeah. Yeah. He flirts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots of emojis on his signs because Biden's in touch with the you know the young people. Um. So, but all three of them at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... Because they haven't announced yet. You've got Beto, Biden, and Bernie waiting in the wings. Biden currently says that he, quote, doesn't see anyone who can win. Biden. Biden says that. of course. Yeah, of course he's going to say that, too. And it's like, it's what what he's going to do is flirt, 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 exploratory committee, flirt, flirt. Mm. A video where he's sitting on a front porch with his dog and, you know, <laughs> flirt a little bit more. Another video where he's taking it's, a long It's going to be a Dalmatian, isn't it? It's going to be a Dalmatian. Like a very large American flag in the background. Just waving. He's going to have like wheat out of his. So much you're wheat. Like, you've never been a farmer. What never. the fuck are you doing? You've never been on a farm, sir. <laughs> and you don't like dogs. Come on. But Diamond Joe doesn't like dogs. They get in the way. And, <laughs> you know, like, it's just just dumb. I just like, I don't want, pe- I don't want Democrats to be dumb anymore. I'm tired of dumb Democrats. You know mm. what I'm saying? I so agree Double with that. Double D's. Everything, all the rule book has been thrown out, which is why I throw out the three B's because those are those are Democrats are going to follow the rule books. Maybe not so much Beto, right. but Bernie and Biden are definitely rule book kind of politicians. And we don't, I just feel like watching old guys yell at other old guys is just not the way to go anymore. Oh, I and, love watching Bernie yell at people though. Yeah. Well, he's kind Agreed. of like, he has kind of like your great uncle who yeah. teaches like English lit at some like small liberal arts college type. He's definitely yelling. my Jewish grandfather for sure. <laughs> I do enjoy watching Bernie yell at people. I'm sorry. I do. He's great for on the sidelines. I mean, he's kind of cat I would want on the sidelines. I don't know if I want him carrying the banner against mm. fucking Trump the terrible, you know, like, I don't know if that's what I'm after. Right mm, I disagree with you on, on exactly that, but oh, well, uh, I think he day. might be well Get positioned. <laughs> okay. Can I can I have some coffee before sure, I go? Sure, sure. Here's a Werther's. <laughs> I got it from Bernie's campaign. <laughs> All right, that's a lot in one bitch. Uh, Josh, what are you oh, bitching sorry. about? Uh, well, okay. So this is probably a very specific facilitator gripe, but uh, I was what so... is a facilitator, by the way, for people who don't oh, know? Yeah. So um, a facilitator is, I guess, in this context, someone who. Uh, hold space with an organization or a group and helps them work through their shit and Mm. helps them either does like facilitators train activists in strategy or goal setting. uh, But then they also help people come into their sense of, of power, Mm. uh, which is connected to my rant, I guess. So like for a stand-up comic, the host, right. The host, the MC. He's like, your job isn't to be funny. Nope. It's to just move it along and be funny enough. Right. Yeah. And a facilitator is like a mirror for the groups. They can like see, see their, their stuff and like move through, move through their, like name their wisdom, you know? Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. So what's draws your... out their wisdom. That sounds great. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, what could go wrong? Uh, well, I, so I was watching uh, the Young Turks this week, a progressive show and mm-hmm. Jank, the host was uh, giving what was a funny rant about, I can't, one of these like right wing, I think it was Charlie Kirk, maybe it was Ben Shapiro. Um, about how they were being cry bear, cry babies and was like, oh, like, do you need a safe space? Are you triggered? And I was just like, ah, oh, I want our word back. Like, all right, mm-hmm. to, to give a little bit of context, we know that right-wing identity politics are the most fragile of all the identity politics, Indeed. right? Like the fragility of the male ego or of whiteness in this culture is just exhausting. Uh, and the right-wing can definitely like dish it out but can't take it. And they can like you know, be just really mean-spirited. And they use the word like, oh, are you triggered as a way of dismissing the concerns of primarily women and people of color. Yeah. But that's not what the word triggered means. That's their reframe of it. Triggered doesn't just mean you're upset about something. It's a psychologically specific term. That means you've had a trauma in your life and then something happens that triggers that trauma. So then it brings you back into the like psychological and emotional architecture of that moment. Yeah. Which as a facilitator, like if you're supporting a group through like conflict uh, or through their power dynamics. And let's say somebody um, says some dumb kind of microaggression and then someone else is triggered by that. Mm -hmm. 
supporting them to name the fact that they're being triggered and and say, oh, I'm not reacting to what's happening in this room. I'm reacting to what happens to me in this trauma is a way of supporting people to move into their agency, move into their power, redefine their experience. It's also an opportunity for the like microaggressor to understand why they why what they said was like hurtful and offensive and then the group can heal and move on. It's like such a useful tool. It's such a useful framework. And like, no, I think, I think there's, there's, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just think that that's very real. Like we forget because just because something is used as a weapon against the left and like people who are organizing every day for, you know, real justice and different communities, um, doesn't mean we have to like use their ironic framing of everything. Exactly. It's like, I want, I want my word back. And the thing, yeah, being triggered doesn't just mean being upset. And don't get me wrong, the outrage culture on the left is a problem. Like the activist culture of like not just being offended by everything, but like policing each other's language and needing to say the per- the perfect thing and like the circular firing squads of call out culture. Mm. Like that's part of toxic mm. movement culture that the Wildfire Project, our organization, works to shift. But that's not what the right wing is referring to when they accuse people of being triggered to dismiss them and like just like don't take their framing. I want my word back no i think and i think to me the reason i like throwing the phrase back at them is because i do think externally right you're talking about like offense defense to me defensively you have to um i think there's something about like uh being as aggressive and kind of angry as the right is at the left and i think that the left needs to meet that anger with be like nah man you're the one who wants the quote-unquote safe space because Mm -hmm. you somehow think that even though you're a straight white dude that like women and people of color are coming for you ha 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 isn't that funny when like like the world like turns on your axis so like to me it's it's funny to to call them the crybabies and like i like they are the crybabies because they are the crybabies yeah and yet i think offensively in terms of building culture and like actually like working with real people who are broken by the systems that they're broken by you're totally right that like these words like triggered and like microaggressions and aggressions like are real and do real work and help people and so it's like how do we not take everything so glibly because the right makes fun of it. The right's just mm-hmm. jealous. Like the right wishes they had their They're own totally little like jealous. like safe space where they could like, hey, um, could Fox News have like a HR department? Um, because I'm tired of getting calls from Bill O'Reilly right. at two in the morning. <laughs> but since they since they don't, it's like no, you're you're the weak ass, you know, pussies. And it's like no, totally, totally. But isn't it? Aren't you? Isn't it trigger with like a soft A? I mean. <laughs> We, Can you say the hard R? Yeah, I don't know if that's... Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, that's just something to think about. Trigger what? Yeah, exactly. Trigger exactly. who? Yeah. Just, uh, I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm not sure what's, what's no, like the right way to say it anymore. But. Um, well, Josh, thanks for doing that work. I think there, maybe there can be other... I just don't like the word triggered because it's, uh, you know, it's part of a gun. Oh, so, right. Um, God, if so it triggered could be right like, now yeah, about right? being I'm triggered. I'm triggered by trigger. Uh, take a step <laughs> back. <laughs> Meta, meta. Uh, I prefer um, macheted. Mm. Okay. Think on that. <laughs> Think on that. I've been macheted. Yeah. Uh, Very global south right, of you. Cuts right through. God, I want to go super light with what I'm bitching about. I think I should. I think I should make it. What should I? What should I talk about? Oh, give me a second. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. Um, Can I do a commercial break in? Yes. Okay. Now or just later? No. Oh, okay. Have you ever used Clorox bleach? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Clorox gets all your dirty stains clean. Ooh. Use Clorox bleach when you... Uh, are triggered and want to whitewash what's going on. <laughs> With more Clorox bleach. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to the bituation. Francesca's bitching about something that has been going on for the last week and a half, really. Um, but the outrage, of course, over uh, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar's statement on Twitter about um, how APAC is, quote unquote, all about the Benjamins and essentially how criticizing um, Israel uh, is 
being equated with a, being like a white supremacist. And she essentially said, it's only because there's a lobby, you know, and she named all about the Benjamins and then she named APAC and then was piled on uh, by both Democrats and Republicans and uh, Chelsea Clinton, who uh, no one wanted to hear from ever Is she, for no reason. She's still out there. I just, yeah, she's out there. What? There, what? there is another. Why do they protect <laughs> Israel so much? There is another. It's all about the Benjamins. I can't say that, but Josh can. No, true. I can say that I'm Jewish. No, it's. I mean, it's so... It's, I, I mean, run, money runs everything, including the cream, Israel lobby. Cream, get the money. You know, and Cash rolls everything around. Trump's reaction, me. Israel. Israel. Oh, I missed I missed that. Um, I was like getting already worked up about like <laughs> Trump accusing her of anti-Semitism was it's like awesome. so over the top. Yes. Totally. Uh, oh my god! Like I totally remember when she won, how her supporters celebrated by toppling Jewish headstones. Oh no, wait, <laughs> that's our current president. <laughs> right. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. No. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, no. Anyway, we're going to talk about this in an upcoming live episode, which everyone should stay tuned for and come out to in San Francisco. But I just want to say that specifically when you have a woman of color, a Muslim woman of color, who is the, one of the first of two Muslim women in Congress. And then you don't have sort of the 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 gamut of usual like strong women supporters, um, so-called feminists uh, coming out to support her after she's being piled on by everybody. It's a reflective moment. It's a moment mm-hmm. where we have to look at what um, real feminism means and look at not only was what she said not anti-Semitic, but also she was pointing out a reality of our political system that is awash in a lot of lobbying money and an, a lobby that has far uh, too much power, uh, which is APAC and the Israeli lobby, not to mention then the occupation. So I think it's a moment for people to be pushed on this issue, and I think it's good, but it is quite disheartening that it's like, yes, queen here, AOC, yes, mm. queen there, you know, it doesn't matter, like, just like we lift up women until they talk about an issue that Absolutely. we don't know about yeah. and that we don't. You know, we're not woke on. You can be in the club, just mind your P's and Q's and be quiet and sit in the corner. Exactly. Yeah. Yay, Pelosi with her clapback. Oh, Ilhan Omar talking about like death squads in Central America right. and uh, and the occupation. No, 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 no. She's been so consistent. She is such a hero. She is such a hero for so many different kinds of reasons this week. But especially, yeah, be... I'm just glad that there's now a lot of Jewish organizations who are who are sticking up for her and getting more in the practice of that and realizing how much when women of color, particularly who are wearing a hijab, say things like that, that they're going to be attacked first and worst and that it's it's our job to step up and be like, that is not anti-Semitism. That's not what that is. Right. We get to criticize Israel. What did she say that was wrong? There was nothing she said was factually incorrect no. or was based on just pure emotion. Like nothing. It was... no perfectly stated and something that everyone thinks about but no one talks about publicly right (sighs) (laughs) but of course you guys i can't believe we haven't mentioned we are in a national emergency So the sitch for this week is a national emergency that Trump declared because he couldn't get $5 billion from Congress for the wall. Uh, He did get $1.4 billion from Congress for the wall. Uh, Actually, a couple of progressive senators uh, voted for that spending bill. But then literally within, I don't know, four hours of that vote, he said, I'm going to do a national emergency, which I didn't realize you could do a national emergency. Sure. But now every time I go to the bathroom urgently, uh, regional emergency, <laughs> national emergency. I love how he immediately shot himself in the foot with it, where he was yeah. like, I don't have to do right. this. He, I don't even have to do this. We're he, doing this anyway. I just wanted to do it faster. He's so, uh, it's like his smoke screen. He is, has such a m- mental dilemma around lying and smoke screens that he also then has to say the truth. It's amazing. Uh, right? Like the mental problem that he has where he has to like um he actually it's almost like he tells it like it is yeah yeah, i'm not doing this for the election it's not even about the election it's not like i'm trying to get reelected i'm not even thinking about that i'm not trying to do this for my base that's exactly what no you're right he's like gaslight gaslight but also uh i'm such an idiot right i have to be honest and melania i've cheated with you 17 and a half times (laughs) 17 and a half yeah the halftime was was bad 
Lennon. They just tried. It was college. <laughs> My favorite moment also was when he was like, he was like, I'm doing this so that we can get it done faster and move. And then he he talked about how it's going to get tied up in courts for the right. year. He's like, yeah, he knows it's going to go to the Ninth Circuit. Right. And I got to play sewer. that for you guys because oh, I think it's one of the best moments. If you haven't heard this wonderful moment from the announcement of the national emergency, where I think people get jobs. They don't get them taken away. Do right, we, this time. Can we serve in the national emergency? Can we, like, are we recruited? Yes, you can be, You can serve. You have to sign up, though. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's on Trump's There's website. There's no draft. It okay. costs money, though. You have to send $5. <laughs> it all goes to the re-election exactly. campaign. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and it's like more hairspray. Then I can spray. be on the border yes. um, policing uh, young women with babies. Oh, awesome. Yeah, for yeah, a low, low tight. donation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, so well, let me just play this wonderful moment. The order is signed. Order. And uh, I'll f- sign the final papers as soon as I get into the Oval Office. And we will have a national emergency. Bing, and we bong, will then be bing. sued. And they will sue us in the Ninth Circuit, <laughs> uh, even though it shouldn't be there. And we will possibly get a bad ruling. And then we'll get another bad ruling. And then we'll end <laughs> up in the Supreme Court. And hopefully we'll get a fair shake. What? Is this guy and we'll win in the Supreme <laughs> Court? This is going to be tied up like forever. The man. <laughs> They sued us in it's, the Ninth Circuit, and we lost, and then we lost in the appellate division, and then we went to the Supreme real. Court, and we won. It, it's like if you played poker with him. He's like, I only got an ace. Day. I don't have anything else. I want to fold, but I'm not. Oh, he's, I love he just kept going God, and going yeah. and going. You, he could have conceivably done the entire hour like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And everyone God. says my polls are low, no. but they're not low. And then one time I saw a bird outside my house, <laughs> and then he looked at me, and I threw a rock at the window. You're so right. about you're, The equation to him being a little kid, I never thought about it like that. But yeah. he is a little kid. Where they're like, did you take the cookies? Like, no, the cookie jar was already pushed down, but I'm eating a cookie right Right, right now, yeah. But then uh, Caroline said that I couldn't, so then I did, and then she told her mom, oh. and then I just, meh, 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 meh. it's just like it's a kid trying to get out of some terrible deed that they did. Right. Um, Caroline's dead. Oh Caroline's no! Dead. Oh, that's she t- dies. Well, she was bludgeoned by a cookie jar. Oh man, that's yeah. that's it's that, dark. That's, <laughs> um, but so this is it. Like real, real quick. But okay, so a national emergency for those of you who don't know, apparently we're currently in like. 20 of them sure. because they don't end oh. they only begin it's like a it's like we get ghosted by the national emergencies you know it's like hey let's right. go out on friday the united states hey, the emergencies yeah. never end there, there's an emergency on friday cool. you want to go okay bye and then yeah. and then just years later we're still yeah. in a few of them um so uh, the national emergency means that a president can seize property, organize and control the means of production. What? what? When do we ever say that? Anyway, seize commodities. What, did Marx write this? I know. <laughs> Assign military forces abroad. Institute martial law. Cute. Seize cute. and control all transportation and communication. Regulate the operation of private enterprise. Restrict travel and, in a variety of ways, control the lives of United States citizens. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where is this written? It, uh, the document states, I don't know. I think this is in, like, our... This is, these are in our bylaws. It's in our charter. <laughs> What? Don't you have a charter? Is there a charter? Someone get the charter. Get the charter. Someone get the charter. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. Um, and I also feel like he's doing half of these things already. already yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. I did have, just as, you know, like Nancy Pelosi immediately was threatening the Republicans by being like, well, we can use this too. And I did have my like socialist little dream of like Bernie or someone getting elected and then immediately calling, you know, climate change is an actual emergency and declaring a national emergency and not just using it to appropriate funding for something like the Green New Deal, but to mm. nationalize the oil industry, confiscate all of their wealth put it towards a just transition, uh, retool all of their infrastructure to decentralized energy. I was just like, we could we could work with this. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine Bernie yes. being like, it's going to go to the Ninth Appellate Court and then it's going to get sued and then it's going to come back and then it's going to go to the then Supreme Court. Then everyone's going to have healthcare for all, but then you're going to have a job so you shut up and you won't complain anymore. Um, that is so true. But the thing is, is that um, we don't think big like that. Uh 
And think big. I think it was a Reagan slogan, and it was a really gross thing that I remember Republicans. Uh, I, I went to NYU, Republicans on campus, when the Iraq War was, you know, in the run up to the Iraq War, they'd have these posters that said, like, think big, mm. bomb Iraq. Oh. It's like, oh my wow. God, you're so cute oh. with your war crimes. But. I do think that the left, for sure, and especially Democrats, the left is a little bit better, but Democrats lack this broad imagination. You're totally right. Like, oh, all this? Oh, yeah. We will reappropriate the oil money. Totally. And, uh, we will nationalize the banks. Uh, and But we don't, but Democrats don't think like that. No. So mm -hmm. I fucking love that, well, that you even planted vision. that. Yeah, which the Democrats generally are never accused of, you know, it's much easier to be against something than Absolutely. for something. Yeah. And so it's kind of, we've got two parties right now, the party of like, uh, against all Brown people mm. and then the party for good things in life, you right. know? Yeah. Um, and yeah. And so the party is for things. It's just hard. There's a lot of things, you know, There's tons of things, tons of things to be for. But, um, I I think we do need to start like I love this. I love that this is actually written. It's in a it's in a the National Emergency Powers uh report for Congress was updated uh August 30th, 2007. Good year. Great year. Yeah. Well, that's why Republicans are freaked out about it too, is that they they really don't want Democrats to use this. No. And I mean, it was amazing seeing Fox News last night where they were just like openly disagreeing with it. I mean, they were, and not for these you reasons, Fox, but I also, though? last night I did for sure. Yeah, no, I was, awesome. I was like, how are, how are they reacting to this? And mm -hmm. they are not down. And even, I, I was listening to, um, it, it, God, it was so satisfying hearing Ann Coulter freak out about it actually. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for that reason, but she was like, he just, signed a bill that said he couldn't build the wall and then he declared this national emergency and even she knows it's it's not just a fake emergency it's a fake emergency to build a fake wall right and he has Be so because many, of a fake threat yeah because every oh my god it's so meta mm -hmm. and because the because the first round of it getting tied up in the court will even be able to appropriate the money in the first place which i don't think he's going to get beyond but even if he does get beyond it there's going to be um more more uh, court issues around eminent domain and him trying to take the land. And so mm -hmm. it's like the first battle is to fakely build the wall. And then, and he's probably going to lose, he's probably not even going to be able to fake build the wall. And then if he can fake build the wall, there's he's just not going to get through to actually no. building it. Can what, he, he still, I mean, here's the thing, as it gets tied up in the courts and, we, and all that happens, like, I feel like private contractors are still going to get money from us. Somehow taxpayers oh, are course. still going to mm -hmm. be like, yeah. we're going to sign something. There's going to be like initial, all the blueprints, all the like, you know, I don't know, random, you know, sheetrock proposals and or spikes or whatever the hell is coming through. Like that all feels like it's aren't like he and Jared constantly like looking at different plans. Sure. Um, so it's, it's sort of like we operate in these two realities of like, well, what is possible? What can, can't you do? And then actually what's happening is that many different contractors and private yeah. security firms are pitching him and the administration. Well, Prince on. and Blackwater and all those guys are oh, in line right now. It. And the money is coming from disaster relief funds for Puerto Rico and California. Which are literally li coming literal from emergencies, uh -huh. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think you mentioned something interesting, Josh, about the right wing reaction to it. Yes, some Republicans have been against it, but um, it seems like I mean, McConnell is is fine with it. If I I believe, well, but I never really know what side of trying evil to save he's on. face. I, I I think he I think actually he's he doesn't want to lose his power, right. and this this is a move. <clears throat> that is taking away the power of, of Congress, Congress and Senate. But, and and that like he so he has to come out and say that he supports it. But I don't think I don't think he's down. But it's also a way to now paint the Democrats as obstructionists forever about the wall because like you Even know though they voted for your one point right. four billion to like begin fencing. It was stuff. never this was never an emergency until we took over the house, until the Dems took the house. And then it was like, Whoa, what we have an emergency on our hands, yeah, right. you know? And then it's now they know nothing's gonna happen. They can just say the Democrats are stonewalling, they're obstructionists and they're into open borders, mm -hmm. you know? It's but that that is what Trump thinks the emergency I mean 
So the first time that Congress tried to check his power, he shut down the government. Right. The second time they tried to check his power, he called it a national emergency. <laughs> I mean, the, these are fascist impulses in, a, yeah. in an immediate way. And mm-hmm. that, is, that is his emergency. He's like, I can't do whatever I want. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we know that the right has been part of the far right, specifically the pundit right, has been part of Trump's... Uh, you know, his impetus to actually stick to whatever guns he's got to like not come out of his room to throw these tantrums is because like Ann Coulter, Sean Hannity and all these other, you know, sort of uh, cretins on the right are like, you don't hate Latinos enough, you know, like you don't, but there's a MS 13. I had a dream that I was being gang raped by them. It's kind of hot actually. <laughs> but anyway, so, but like that's literally, he's just turning on Fox and friends, seeing anyone who's calling him weak and he's like, oh God, uh, you know, and he, he even in this press conference, I encourage people to watch it. I really do because you have to know just how mentally unstable he is. I right. think we all have to check in with that. But he's like, you know, you turn on the TV and you say that I see that I lost, but I didn't lose, and they're saying that I lost. It's like, oh my God, he really doesn't pay attention to his nas- national security briefings. He doesn't pay attention to stats. He turns on Fox and Friends and see who is dog whistling at him harder. Ann Coulter said, um, the goal is to get Trump's stupidest voters to say, He's fighting. No, he's not. If he signs this bill, it's over. So this is her reaction to her, him signing the $1.4 billion spending bill, um, which he said he would. I think he has. Mm-hmm. Um, then when the national emergency was declared, Ann Coulter says, no, the goal of a national emergency is for Trump to scam the stupidest people in his base for two more years. Yeah. Whoa. Bitch, what do you want? Yeah. yeah. Wow. When did She's she all tweet over the that? Place. Th- this yesterday? was yesterday. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, she is all over the place because she's she's a political animal and she sees that Trump doesn't know how to maneuver around anything political. Well, and she's has, trying to get off the sinking ship. Right. She yeah. Was, she's a rat that's trying yeah, to jump yeah, from for the sinking sure. ship. I think that she right. She wants to jump from the sinking ship, but she also just wants to remain relevant. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like she can never she doesn't want to ever be seen as fawning anybody. Right. Um and until he like actually on live television kills uh, an, Iraqi an baby. immigrant and right. an Iraqi baby in the same, like then she will not be, and like sacrifices them to the blood gods or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is Bannon. Which is Bannon, right. sacrifices them <laughs> to Bannon. Right. And Bannon just like takes just, a bite. Mm, eats them. She won't be happy. No. Well, she, that's kind of her job, right? I mean, that's kind of, she's such a political beast. That, so triggered. Yeah. Never she's so happy. triggered. <laughs> Never of, happy. Of course, and you've got the other side. You've got the baby Ann Coulter in training of the right wing, uh, Tommy, Tommy Larry, yeah, yeah. right? Tommy said, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy can warn all she wants about the consequences of a national emergency, but let's be honest. She's nervous. She won't get the influx of illegals crossing the border and into her voting block. Good for you at real Donald Trump showing Nancy who her president is. Yeah. Get him, dad. Get him. Get her. She's terrible. I'm so glad I'm living with you instead of mom. Fuck mom. I mean, the Um, difference in their reactions is at least Ann Coulter's is ground. Like she... She had a real point where she was like, Trump just signed a bill that said you can't build the wall. Like, there's literally provisions in there of, like, huge parts of, of the border that you he's not allowed to build the wall. And but so she's pissed off. if he supersedes off. it with a national emergency, can't it he just do it? Well, that's her point that I think is that, you know, I'm, I'm no legal scholar. But I, <laughs> I, I think she's like, you can't, it, it's, he's, he's undermining his ability. Like, she's pissed that he's not actually going to build the wall. Right. Tommy Lauren's like... Oh no, it's all gonna work out. Which is also not like don't underestimate the incompetent. Like it's just not gonna get built. It's just not. No. I mean, if we have anything to do about it, like it it will not. Like I'm I am like, I think we all need to definitely take action. There there are many actions coming up, but it's this whole thing is just watching this slow moving train wreck, and it's fascinating. But you you have to we have to like shake ourselves awake and be like, oh right, we live in this country too. Shit. Yeah, it's um, our job to make sure that it doesn't get built. Can Not I just an- read though that Tommy Laren also said, uh, if a national emergency is a tool in Donald Trump's toolbox, 
Let's go full tool time on these Democrats. Nice. Wow. And use wow. absolutely every asset at our disposal to build the damn wall. Yeah, get the libtards. That's his 2020 campaign slogan. Yeah. Is cool Mueller time. the neighbor that you never kind of see his face that's always <laughs> yes. looking on the fence? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and J- I mean, JTT and all the little kids, I mean, they're essentially like the Trump children. Right. They're yeah. all little barons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like Tim Allen is a closet MAGA chud too. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it is it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, we also saw the photo of um, Trump, who after declaring the national emergency, went right to Mar-a-Lago and was, uh, was seen and captured uh, ordering an omelet from an omelet bar wearing a tan tracksuit. Wait, what? Is this I true? I did not see that. I didn't either. It's a beautiful image, uh, and uh, like like a mafia, like he's on The Sopranos, like he's in a tracksuit. Yeah. Get oh wow out of here! <laughs> Everyone is, should Google that photo. Is he miss? Is he currently missing? It looks like he stumbled away from Mar-a-Lago, and like in that picture, he looks a little disheveled and not knowing where he is. This get the fuck out of here! Trump waiting for an omelet is where Trump always needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for an omelet at a golf course yeah. was his future. It could have been brilliant. It could have been beautiful. Like, uh, I don't like bell peppers. <laughs> they give me gas. You'd think the onions would give me gas, but it's really the bell peppers. I hear there's an allergy. Did you hear he just got installed like a virtual golf course in the White House so that he wouldn't have to go to the actual and he one? Still left. He still goes. He still, still leaves. He's not eating a virtual omelet, though. That guy's not 230 pounds, of According to his doc. I mean, come on. This man eats. He's standing in line for omelets. That's a that uh, people need to see that photo. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. It's all over. He's got a a red USA hat on. Um, You know, it's just pop pop. Right. Pop pop. Pop pop. Getting his omelet. He he looks like a genteel old grandpa that like would never uh, put children in cages. But I seriously believe cage free eggs, but not. okay. we are. But but enjoys children in cages. Yeah. I get where you were going yeah, with that. You. I still think that this whole this week has felt like um, we are in just a very long afternoon nap <laughs> of a racist <laughs> retired rich uh, man that's funny. dozing in his yeah. lazy boy. Yeah, and something happened in and we're in the upside down right in this nap, and it, he's just like. <laughs> You know, he's going to yeah. wake up. Yeah. That's just like the Bob Newhart show. I've never That's been more exhausted by a nap. I know. Yeah. Well, we're all, you know, and we're screaming, but we can't hear our voices, right. you know? We, we're trying to move, but it's we like can't you have move. The, yeah. What's that? Oh, sleep paralysis. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which goes to what you were saying Night of terrors. like, we need to stop this from being built and we can't actually, like, we need to get out of the sleep paralysis. Not that mm. we've been in it, but... No, you know, I think even you're right. this, even the bill that was that was signed, like yes, it's like it's seen as a win because he didn't get his border funding, but it's mm-hmm. not a good bill. Like they expanded money for for ICE, they expanded the beds. Even they put like a soft cap; they couldn't like negotiate a large gap because ICE doesn't have any limit on the people they can detain. It's only their capacity, and so even as we look to these, like we're counting the wins of like, did Nancy Pelosi stop him from doing you know his his speech or did he do, like stuff is marching forward and it's losing. all arcing towards terrible. Yeah, I think that, you know, I've been wondering why people like Ro Khanna and Bernie Sanders voted for this spending bill um, where, you know, Kamala Harris and um, Elizabeth Warren, for example, voted against it. And, you know, Sanders said essentially that I don't want to risk federal workers not being paid for another whatever. And, and it's for sure it looked like even just a few days ago that we were headed for another shutdown. But it's like, eh. You never, you know, pop up. His dream took a left turn, and now we're going to be in a national emergency. But he's going to do a national emergency. But I still think that, like, either way, when you sign a bill like this, it feels like you're signing away human rights of people Mm -hmm. on the border and immigrants um, and Americans for federal workers. Like, we're just trading rights here, and that's a bullshit, like, hostage position that we shouldn't be operating within. And I think a lot of um, progressive Democrats are like, Nah, no more funding for ICE. It's time out. We need to review what you guys are doing. We Amen. need to review DHS. Kristen Nielsen doesn't know what the f she's doing up there. She she you know is she box whenever anyone suggests that actually the plan to separate children was really just a deterrent and it was 
malicious and evil on purpose, which it was. And she's like, oh, how dare you? We just, you know, we just didn't have a plan. And it's like, actually, that's part of it. Being not having a plan right. is malicious Yeah. Uh, when you take, you know, toddlers away from their parents. But so anyway, I, it's it's surprising. I wonder if Sanders and Rokana and other people will, um, you know, reverse course or, you know, sort of be held accountable for that vote because it really was disheartening. Uh, and I get that we don't want federal workers to go without pay. Absolutely not. But like the ball needs to be, we need to act like the ball's in our court. Cause I think it is, mm-hmm. um, at least more than it has been over the last like three years, but we got to drag someone this episode oh. more so than we have. Uh, let's, let's talk about the, uh, centrist independent, <laughs> Mr. Howard Schultz, former oh, CEO of Jesus. Starbucks, who somehow is still in the news. You guys, how shoe. How shoe? How shoe? Yeah, uh, I love that's sort of like that's like the sound of Trump's nap. How shoe? How shoe? Howard Schultz keeps getting press because you know we're off to the races and all the the ten candidates <clears throat> who are in just aren't giving us enough to go on because they're being smart. Uh, but Schultz needs all the press he can get and um who knows if if cnn keeps this up we might end up with schultz as the uh independent primary contender uh or candidate it's just ridiculous so but this week uh in a cnn um town hall of course because you have to have a CNN town hall on this. Howard Schultz was asked about Starbucks's uh, racial profiling incident right. in Philadelphia. Uh, and here's what he had to say about race. Oh, of course, great. we know a few other things about what he thinks about income taxes and all that. But, uh, Is he here, a flat taxer? What's his thing? He's a like, uh, yeah, I should pay more taxes, but 70% is punitive. Oh, right. Yeah. He's that kind of thing. But then you're like, oh, how much more should you pay? And he's like... Not telling. Yeah, whatever. Maybe it something. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Pretty, pretty much what like a family of four makes, you know, like two hundred million. <laughs> All right, here he is. We have to talk to people who are different than ourselves. Ooh. We have to embrace the diversity of the nation. Oh. Starbucks is a diverse organization, and we want to do everything we can. It was a terrible moment for the company. It's not something that we're going to forget, and it's something that we learned a great deal from, Never forget. and we're still learning Never. it about. And I would just say, as somebody who grew up in a very diverse background as a young boy in the projects, I didn't see color as a young boy, oh. and I honestly <sighs> right. don't see color now. And I want to do everything <laughs> I can in terms of the character and the dignity of what it means to be the President of the United States. He didn't say anything. He actually did. He said nothing. He said, you know, uh, clueless, racist, white proverbs from the 90s. Oh, like, mm. that's but, true. Like, God. Like, white which proverbs. Is, it's also one of my favorite hip hop bands from the 90s. White proverbs. White proverbs. Yeah. 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 yeah their, their second hit single was, uh, I don't care if they're white, black, brown, green, or purple. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like what it sounded like when he said I mean, I think, wasn't that Welfare like. Welfare queen. <laughs> Uh, I think that was a big this pun guy. song. I like him brown, uh, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. Oh, right, yeah. I'm going to get corrected on that, and I hope I do. Tweeter, tweeter. Uh, tweet me at Franny Fio. Uh, he doesn't see color, you guys. No, it's he so awesome. He takes his coffee colorless. Less. Yeah, colorless. yeah. he gets just hot water. Uh-huh. That's what's just well, How I mean, do you... It's, it's, I mean, it's obvious, right? You need a new pair of glasses if you can't see color, and if you can't see color, you're, that means you can't see racism, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. But, it's, I mean, to me, it's like all of these tropes from the 90s are just central to this idea of he's like I am a um, you know social liberal and fiscal conservative of which there's no actual constituency for in the country <laughs> right. whatsoever yeah. a, li- a centrist centrist independent, independent is a way to makes, get hated by no, everyone nothing like a good fence sitter <laughs> yeah right yeah. it is nice how centrists are now being called out in, in general as like not being a real political like so his whole candidacy has been about attacking the left, right? He's gone after the Green New Deal. He's gone after Medicare for all. He's gone after the marginal tax rate. And it's, to me, his, his like, well, it's not a candidacy yet. His proposed possible candidacy is kind of a warning shot from the ruling class. He's, he's telling the Democratic mm-hmm. Party, uh, if you nominate, like, a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, uh, then I'm going to run and I'm going to spoil it and it's going to go to Trump. And 
And if you if you elect someone who is a more rational centrist, then I'm not going to run. It's definitely a threat because the ruling class in this country is more comfortable with fascism than they are with even a margin of social democracy. And I think that's what his whole tour is about. It's I think that's about, a really interesting point. I mean, and I think he he's not going to win and or even be nominated. I, I nominated. Yeah. Well, if he's an independent, oh, right, yeah. you know, he could get conceivably get on the stage, which... I just want to see people talking over Howard Schultz. Yeah. I just want to, could I, no, you, J- Jake Tapper, could I, no, no, yeah. sorry, Howie. Right. Why don't you just sit there and uh, like drink your little, drink your coffee. But I think have you're right. Have a scone. Yeah. Have a, have a really have dry, a dry $13 scone. God, remember when Starbucks was like hated, like in the global justice movement era, like Starbucks yeah. was the personification they took, of. They would take over Starbucks and like trash them and stuff. Yeah. But this is the thing is like, are we actually going to vote for a walking elitist latte? Like this man is elitism in bodies. Like right. that, that would always been a dig on the left. It's like, oh, you with your fucking Starbucks lattes. Right. Uh, and now we want to vote for the Venti. I don't know. Does anybody want to <laughs> vote so. for the Venti? No vote for Venti. But I think Josh, you're right. Is it's, that it is? It's a cry to and a, is a, is a little bit of a, a signifier and a wink to liberals about like, yeah, if you go with Warren or if you go with Bernie Sanders or if you go with someone who's actually going to uh, hold the one percent accountable and change uh, inequity in this country then I'm going to run. And there was a, uh, an article that I, that really, I think put this into perspective. Uh, someone from the Huffington post interviewed a bunch of, um, financial advisors and wall street folks. And, um, a lot of them were anonymous and basically said, Hey, who would you vote for? Who would be best for finance? If the choices were Elizabeth Warren or Donald Trump. And, the majority of the people he she talked to were like, or this person talked to, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, said Trump. Oh, wow. Like, he's mm-hmm. unstable. He's unstable for markets, but, you know, we can't have Elizabeth Warren with her, like, consumer protections and her, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, proposed wealth taxes and her, like, you know, reform capitalism bills and all of this. And that is telling. It's exactly what Josh, you're saying is that the finance and money will always throw down with authoritarianism versus, versus someone who's actually going to make them play fairly, which is why it's interesting. Cause like, I think Howard Schultz should be asked, Hey, if you had to vote between Donald Trump and Elizabeth Warren, that's the question for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what CNN should ask him. I right. think he would say, yeah, Trump, I'm just going to stay home. No, well, I don't see color. So and I don't, I don't know. see, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't see uh, orange or sixty four percent. I don't even see orange or tan tracksuits. Oh, or I don't see <laughs> DNA test results. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, right. How but shoe, man? How shoe? I mean, the whole mm. this whole dynamic has been on display in how Brazil. How dare shoe? Of of just like. I mean, not not to go too far afield with this, but it's just like been played out to the extreme where like any margin of social democracy where like, you know, like under Lula in Brazil, they they like made real gains. But also the ruling class in, in, in Brazil during that period, even as they eliminated poverty, lifted people up, was still benefiting. But they were like, no, it's not enough. We want more. And then they ended up breaking for fascism. And it's been this like long arc that we can see playing out in real time. And it's a warning to us, Messaging, I think, for man. sure. Yeah. I mean, the right, the fascists have the messaging down because they've been working on it for 100 years. And then you mm-hmm. get people like Manafort where that's like was his fucking job. 19 it, to 24 years. Oh, what a blessing. Is what Robert Mueller is recommending uh, the time that Manafort spent in prison yeah. for violating his plea agreement and for the crimes that he committed. Just a little fun snippet. Yeah. Not to mention the 54000 to $24 million that he might have to pay back. I love that. That I mean, a if pretty you, wide range. It is a, I just if, love it. I just, I just did the come on, ride the train. <laughs> if you think about it, Mueller's been more successfully uh, with profits than Trump, any of Trump's businesses. Yes. So. All right, that was yeah. A, hats off to him. That was a hard joke to get out. No, it was good. Thank you. I just you think. It. Thank you so much, buddy. I think that if you don't see color, but you have like twenty different sh- like kinds of coffee with milk options, right. we should just talk about race right. in you know milk terms. You Can know, like Starbucks... I would be like a lagrima. You know, I'd be like a. Oh a, yeah. What's the one where it's like 
a drop of coffee. I might be a little darker than that depending on my right, tan. Right. But it's like mostly milk and yeah. then a drop of coffee. Whatever the like hoppa version of coffee is, that's me. That would be the gefilte fish version. Oh. Yes. A gefilte fish coffee? Yeah, that's yeah, it's yeah. delicious. I think mm. I'd just be like, just you'd be a frappuccino. I think a frappuccino, yeah, like a like yeah. a van- chocolate vanilla, vanilla chocolate. Yeah. But with like, uh, but because I have black friends, I'd be like next to just like a you know a house coffee because I'm like adjacent. Or you'd have like a lot of like uh, whipped cream and a little bit of chocolate sauce on top. That's what it is. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, that sounds kind of good. That actually. Sounds... I sound good. Can Starbucks coffee <laughs> melt steel beams, though? That's the question, I think. That, Are you planting the how shoe did 9-11? How shoe did it? <laughs> Last segment of the podcast, a game that we play every single episode here on The Bituation Room. Sex, elect, overthrow. It works like marry, fuck, kill. Live studio audience. Um, that's next week. Oh, right. Sorry. What date? February 20th Where? at the setup huh. in San Francisco, 222 Hyde, 8 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of craft beer on tap. We do have Really a lot good, good ciders as well. You the should live come shows out. are so fun. They're Josh so fun. Fuck yeah. Um, we have uh, Matt Lieb, who's a comic, and uh, Nora Barros Friedman, who is a journalist. She co founded Electronic Intifada. She's been covering the Israel Palestine conflict for so many years. And they're going to weigh in on all things Palestine. Oh. It'll be good. I can't wait for the cooking segment. I know. That's going to be nice. We're going to compare. Say, oh, no. You first. I mean, you're up. Oh, we were going to just compare like Israeli hummus right. to Palestinian hummus and have a taste. It'll be like a Coke Pepsi kind of challenge. Right. And then we'll solve it. Right. <laughs> we'll solve everything. And the bl- occupation will end. Blinded like kidnapped. <laughs> Actually, that'd be really funny to be like to get anti-Zionist Jews to Com- ta- taste test t- which hummus they like yeah. better and be like... If you don't get this right, the anxiety in the room would you be are palpable. Yeah. Would be palpable. Oh you are no longer right. a woke Jew. There you go. I think we should do <laughs> it. Too much garlic. <laughs> All right. Sex select overthrow. This edition is the cultural appropriation edition. Um, some of these behaviors of cultural appropriation are worse than others. Uh, some of them are taken more seriously. Some of them were maybe just a joke. Some of them were cool in the 80s. Some of them totally weren't cool in the 80s. Some of them have never been cool. Okay, here we go. Ralph Northam, governor of Virginia, refuses to resign, who was definitely in that photo of him, either under a hood or in blackface. He says it was neither. He's refusing to resign. The Democrats in Virginia are totally fucked on this one. Uh, you know, their lieutenant attorney general uh, sexually assaulted two people or has been accused of sexually assaulted two people. And then the third in line, this, the attorney general, uh, lieutenant governor, and then the attorney general's like, I did blackface too one time. <laughs> and it's like, nobody was talking to you. Pick me. Pick no, me. But, like, was there a photo? No. no but there just- it's in my mind, and yeah. it was on my... Anyway. Anybody. It's like a guilt, like, vomit right. reaction. Yeah. Like, it is Blackface History Month uh, for <laughs> many <laughs> white month. people oh, no. in power. Uh, that's... So Ralph Northam. Yeah. Iggy Azalea, who okay. is an Australian rap artist. She moved to, I believe, Atlanta or something and uh, had, takes on all the affectation of being a African-American woman. But she is not. She is from Mullumbimby in Australia. Australia. Mullumbimby. Oh, oh, no. New Zealand. Oh, New Ze- it's wait, Kiwi. No, I think. Mm. Mm, uh-oh. Cardi uh-oh. B. Cardi B, help us out. Help us out. Um, Iggy Azalea or Coachella headdress wearer. Right. Just, I paid $800 for this ticket. I got all my outfits ready and I have my headdress mm-hmm. in its headdress case. Right. Those are, we're talking about those white girls with like the Ray Bans, right? With that the, the stuff Totes. on their head, the Totes. worst people, pretty much. Like the, the, the most clothing they have is on their head, right? They're not a sentient being until Coachella's lineup has been announced, yeah. right? Then yeah. they just then kind they of reanimate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my god! Yeah. They just vocal fry <laughs> until they uh-huh. get to the right. Okay, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're uh, their skin is as fried as their vocal cords are, <laughs> right. and they wear the headdress. Uh, who would you sex? Who would you elect? And who would you overthrow? Hmm. Mm. Who would you sext? Who would you 
elect. Elect. Who would you overthrow? There is no right answer. You can. There's many. There's caveats. one right answer. What is the right answer? Yeah. What well, is the right I answer? definitely think you need to overthrow the headdress wearing Coachella people for sure. Right. Um, I mean, that is. Just, I mean, it's like spiritual violence that they're committing. It's not just <laughs> that it's offensive. It's. It's so over the top. It is so beyond beyond that they need to be overthrown from everything. I don't know what they're elected to that they'd be overthrown from. Uh, elected to basic. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's easy. And then the other... So Ralph Northam and... Um, Iggy. Iggy. Uh, I would sext Ralph Northam mm. um, because he needs another scandal right now. And a sexting scandal uh, to add to the bucket fever. would would be helpful. Um, would your dick be wearing and, blackface, though? Ooh, definitely. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it would be weird. <laughs> I don't take uh, a Sharpie. You don't want to go there. Yeah. No, I'd be like, you know what's sexy? Self-awareness and like being open to critique and like accountability uh, uh, and keep like... Keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, li- listening. So listening Ugh, to what listening. people are saying. Self-care. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is hot. Yeah, like, maybe that'll... Because obviously is, shaming him hasn't like helped him see the light or see what his issues are so maybe maybe a sexier approach doesn't seem like he's actually come it's only been denial it hasn't come out and been like hey um this was insensitive and it still is and like we have a history of uh racial segregation slavery part of the confederacy uh, and we're part of the confederacy and this is wrong it was wrong and uh we still have those rifts to heal and justice to be obtained now like we like, like you just say that i mean you know shorter and stuff but i do like the idea of blackface on your dick just being called. <laughs> Can we get back to that for a second? Yeah. I think that should just be called dick face. Dick face. Dick yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. But that's when you draw faces on your dick. Um, but you're Jewish. You don't. You can't have the, the hood, though. So Right. There's... The, well, that would be the opposite of, yeah. I don't know. I was, I was going for a KKK joke there, but I couldn't. I found it. Yeah, I think I found it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, yeah. Paco, what about you? Um, I'm not Jewish, so... It's all there. Um, no, I would I would definitely sext Iggy mm. because she's cute as fuck. She, she's cute. And, I mean, she can sing and stuff, and she's probably fun, you know? I would certainly overthrow um, Northam because we don't need that bullshit, okay? Yeah. Like, mate, you made a gigantic mistake. Wasn't criminal. Wasn't no. criminal. No. However, get the fuck out, you know? And then when you go on your private fucking citizen tour, you can explain away. Write a book. Yeah, you write know? your book. We'll buy it at uh, Hudson News. Yeah. Before we board a plane. Exactly. Yeah, and it can be called like um, "Oops" or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was once governor, uh, and I would definitely elect headband wearers Ooh. Uh, because we need more people that can't think for themselves are easily jumping on bandwagons and love um, like the Black Keys. So, I mean, which brings us back to race. Yeah. So we need more like George W. Bush's over Trump's. Like, yes. like you need to be more of a puppet right. than yeah. you already are. Easily oh. manipulated. That's oh, what I we like want. That. Um, okay. <sighs> Unpopular opinion. No. Okay. Mm. Oh, God. I don't well, know if Northam should stay or go. This is my thing. I have an opinion on that. You think you should go? No. You think you should stay? You just, kinda, you just said I know, you just said you don't know. Run. I know, but I was just because I was in the game. But okay, go on. Well, the, that's the thing is that I don't. I think that without honestly addressing it and just using denialism, yeah, he should go. Like he's walking himself off right. the plank at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like, if he can recover by addressing right. real racial inequality and and what he did uh keep them elect them fine no 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 no. i take it back okay elect him to like school board right. he's going to be a superintendent he's got to explain and start from the bottom work his way back up northam i elect you to superintendent of the virginia school board whatever that is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you got to explain to all these kids why it's not chill to wear blackface it's low-key not chill what if it's- he got elected to like a movement like like to like a DSA chair where he would be just like constantly given like critical feedback until he gets it. <laughs> where he's just like, he can't, every Democratic meeting would be about of that. America. Yeah, like, yeah. We need to address the elephant in the room, guys. Um, Ralph is back. Hey, Ralph. Um, 
we were going to give you a moment to check in and share, but I, I think you've said enough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so why don't you just sit uh, while we plan, um, you know, the national emergent socialist emergency when we take power. I love that. Um, Iggy Azalea, we should overthrow. I don't like her. I think... I have sympathy for her. I just don't think you can literally swoop into another culture, take it as your own. The affectation when you rap, it's like even Eminem didn't really do that shit. Yeah, and he's from Detroit. And he's from, exactly. It's like you can't just. Is she the Rachel Dolezal of hip hop? Oh, yeah, but she never claimed she was black. Oh. Uh, But essentially, you know. Uh, you know, culture is fluid. I get it. But like, I, you know, don't do that. Yeah, but don't do that. I'm going to overthrow her. Yeah, okay. And then I would sex the Coachella headdress wear. I mean, they're just trying to get laid. Right. They just, they think they're looking hot and they're not. Um, so many Megans. Just so many Megans. Mm. Be like, girl, Dreamcatcher, cool. Mm-hmm. Headdress, not cool. Yeah. Um, you know, go to Standing Rock. Learn the history. What's the new pipeline that's being built now? Line three. But definitely they should not go to Standing Rock. With your headdress? No, yeah. (laughs) Sit in the circle. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think Megan should go to Standing Rock? Yeah, no, I I mean... I mean, well, right now there's yeah, but the right now there's no point. <laughs> no, but yeah, Standing Rock didn't didn't need this overload of hippies taking up all the resources in space. Right. And yeah. Megan, send your money that you would have spent exactly. on Coachella yeah. to the native people fighting pipelines in their communities. Jesus, um, right? Pipeline three. Yeah. Or whatever the hell it's called right now. Uh and uh, you know. This year's lineup sucks anyway. Paco, who was this episode brought to you by? Today's episode was brought to you by Blue Apron. If you want your food delivered to you. <laughs> no, you can't actually. We already hopped. I need money now. I don't get Blue Apron no, money. No, no. I'm trying to get Today's you some. Today's episode was brought to you by Starbucks. Francesca Fiorentini's leftover stews. <laughs> They've been sitting in, in the fridge for five days. It's still good. And if you snub your nose at it, you are a piece of shit. You Junkie. capitalist monger <laughs> of takeout. It's good. I put a whole Parmesan rind in there. You're going to love it. Parmesan rind? Actually, that's I'm I'm actually a very good cook. I bet. You guys, this has been such a fun episode. Thank you for being here. Paco Romain, what do you have coming up? Anything the people should know about? I got a lot of shows. I'll be at the Punchline March 20th, Wednesday, March 20th. Um, And I got a lot of shows. Go to PacoRomain.com. You can see my shows. Follow me on Twitter, at Paco Romain, Instagram, at Paco Romain. And... And listen to Sup, SupDoc oh, Sup Podcast. Doc. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, SupDoc Podcast if you like documentaries and funny people and yeah. that kind of shit. Tune in. Yeah, Josh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, check out wildfireproject.org. And if you want to donate to help fund the resiliency of mass movements in our time right now, you can go to wildfireproject slash donate. That sounds like a worthwhile cause. Don't go to Coachella. Save your money. Give it to Wildfire. Give it to Wildfire. Don't drink Starbucks coffee. Save that shit. Give it to Wildfire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sell your tan tracksuit. Yeah. Don't wear that tan tracksuit. Do it doesn't not. look good on you. No. You know, make your own omelets. And make your own omelets. And make your sure. own omelets. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Follow me at Franny Fio. Tweet me. Let me know you're listening. Give this podcast five stars on iTunes and all of the things. Uh, love y'all so much. And remember, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Okay. 